All right, welcome to your Life Path Astrology reading. I can't wait to dig into your chart and just for the audience to get to know you, why don't you tell us what you do in the world and what you hope to get from the reading? Well, hello, uh, my name is Leslie. I am a teacher. I've been teaching for about 15 years. I feel like I've been a teacher my whole life, but that could just be women in general. Maybe that's stereotypical. Um, I just hope to get some insight, some direction. I feel like we're all in a major crossroads right now. Um, personally, professionally, globally, politically. Um, I just want to know what's maybe next for me or where I should focus because I have so many things that I'm kind of interested in and passionate about. And if I spread myself too thin, I'm not getting anywhere. So. Got it. Awesome. Okay, so kind of clarity around like what's possibly next for you when it comes to you, what you're here to do on this planet. Yeah. Awesome. And just out of curiosity, what kind of teacher are you? Do you have a subject or is it general? Was that a science teacher? Okay. Awesome. Beautiful. Okay. So here we go. So your, the life path astrology methodology, um, in this methodology, there are four kind of planets that we look at first to kind of understand what your soul came here to do. And I always start with the sun sign because the sun sign is what we understand as ourselves. So according to the information you gave me, your sun is in Capricorn and <laughs> Capricorn, you know, this is how you see yourself. So Capricorn is known to be, when I think about Capricorn, I think of empire builder. She's a goal getter. She is all about making, she's ambitious. She loves to work. In fact, like if I were to give her a theme song, it would be work, 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 work. Because she, if, if she could be in work, doing work, doing things all the time, she would be a happy, happy sign. Um, okay. Now, one interesting thing about Capricorn that not everyone knows is that it, so everyone knows it's an earth sign. I don't know if you know about that, um, which makes it, makes you, you probably feel very grounded, feet on the ground, very rooted, like practical, logical, right? Well, I need, I am looking to get more of that. I, I feel, um, I like I, yes and no, you know, I need Got more it. of that. Yeah. Got it. And it's interesting that you say that, and we'll get that to into that in a bit. But Capricorn, it's interesting. She Capricorn is um, she loves to climb. She loves to like make moves like yeah. ambitiously. Um, and it's known as an earth sign, but it's interesting because it's a sea goat. Everyone thinks that Capricorn is a mountain goat, but it's a sea goat. Oh. So you see, there's like that little swishy bottom part to the symbol. Because yes. Capricorn, although it has two feet on the ground, it also has this Fin. The fin represents emotional spheres and our emotions are usually the deep pains and suffering. So there's a sense of Capricorn. Yes, it has its two feet on the ground, but it carries with it. It brings with it a deep emotional understanding. It may mm -hmm. not always show you. So maybe mm -hmm. you have um, a little bit of poker face every now and then. Um, you feel things, but you might not demonstrate that. So you kind of are like... I get accused of that all the time. Like, uh, they're like, oh, you seem so calm. Like, you have no idea what's really going on in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really interesting because you have your son in this really, like, I think of um, Capricorn as a leader. Like, there are signs that display, like, more traditional third dimensional leadership. So she loves to be in charge. She loves to be a boss. I mean, you have it in the eighth house and the eighth house is Scorpio energy. Scorpio in the eighth house represents death, transformation, like chapters ending, chapters beginning. And so there's, there's probably also a sense of like you really knowing how to be steady or creating stability 
for yourself, even in chapters ending and chapters beginning, even when things are falling down. Like if, if the eighth house had a tarot card, it would be the death card or the tower card, which is things falling down so that they can be reconstructed. That is the story of my life, literally and metaphorically, for sure. Mm. And so that's where your son is. So that's how you see yourself. You see yourself as someone who's gone through this falling and rising, falling and rising, but you still, and so you have that understanding of the emotional pain of people's emotions, like emotion in general, but you're going to keep this earth stability to how you, to how you see yourself. You, you see yourself stable even in all of that. Yeah. Okay. So that's how you see yourself. Now, here's the interesting thing. The sun sign is in this methodology, your magic sauce. It is what you are going to sprinkle onto everything you do that will help. That is kind of like the gift to solving your soul's problem. So when, when we, when we get to that piece of what is your soul's work, what's going to solve it or what your magic sauce to making that happen is this energy of where your sun sign is it's knowing how to be stable in crisis it's knowing how to be stable in transition how to know it's like tapping into like this deeper emotion even when you're trying to create stability it's interesting to hear because i feel like um when is it gonna stop <laughs> when am i gonna have to stop doing this i'm getting a little tired of mm. constantly having to pick myself up or pick everybody up or or, or like be in foreign territory over and over and death dealing with death over and over again um so i guess what maybe this is telling me is get used to it it's not going well it's how you see yourself it is it's kind of like part of the story you're here that you're here to like, think about this. This is a gift. You're being mm -hmm. able to understand and navigate this as a gift. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now let's go to the next piece. Cause I think this will like, I think as we kind of go through the next pieces, it may kind of begin to thread something together for you. Okay. Um, so, the, so that's how you see yourself. Right. But then we have the rising sign. I don't know if you've ever tapped into the energy of this, but most people only see themselves as their sun sign, but we have so much more planetary placement in our chart. And so you see yourself as Capricorn, but the world sees you or people outside of you see you as Gemini. Oh, uh-huh. So that's your rising. So here's the other interesting thing. When I think of Capricorn, Capricorns take things very seriously. Like it's almost like you have to teach them like, Hey, lighten up. But then your yes. rising sign, your rising sign is Gemini. Gemini is like, if she had a TV, like when I think about Gemini, like if we were to give her a TV show archetype, she would be like the gossip girl. She's like, at the lunch table being like, okay, tell me everything that happened. I want all the details. Don't like save on anything, like spill the tea girl. So yeah. she's actual. So first of all, Gemini is the intellect. It's our, it's our mind. It's our, it's intellectual. She loves to collect information. She loves to read as much as she can about the things that she wants to learn about. Um, she is curious right? There's a curiosity to her. Um, she's also ruled by Mercury. Mercury is the planet of communication. So she rules anything that is communication. So I'm curious, are you a writer or social media? Per like, I know you're a teacher and a science teacher, but is there something about writing or other senses of communication that call to you? 
Um, I think it's definitely the collector piece. <laughs> I am constantly, oh, let me, you know, no matter where I am, I'm always wanting to learn more about it. I go home, I research it. If I don't know something, I want to find out. I'm not so much the sharer. I think I'm too uh, sensitive to criticism. I don't like to post things on social media. I don't like to post pictures. I just don't, I'm not ready for what might come back to me. Got but it. I definitely take in. Okay. And it's interesting because my sister, who is my best friend and who is my conscious and who is my everything in my real model, she is Gemini. Oh, that's so cool. So you probably um, see yourself reflected in some of that or learn from her and some of that. But you and and here's another thing. I Like I mentioned before, Capricorn's super serious, but Gemini. Yeah. So you may find you may think of yourself as super serious, but you might actually present to the world as a little bit more fun, a little less. Oh. Like for sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that's why, that's why it's interesting that you know that because you might, re you probably read the Capricorn horoscope sometimes and be like, mm, this doesn't feel like me, or I'm not really sure I identify with that. And it's because you have these different placements here. Hmm. Interesting. And, um, and so this is something that you get to observe that you, you internally feel more serious, but when you're in the world, you come off at much more sociable, much more lighthearted, much more, um, curious and, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, in your mind. So Capricorn's like, she's, she's ambitious. She's like doing the work. Gemini, um, so every there's so much to every zodiac sign. Um, when I think about Gemini, the first thing I think is always in her head too. Like even because the intellect is in your mind, right? And so she's always in her mind. Um, so people see you in your mind thinking, but still sociable and curious and collecting information. Um, and so it's interesting. Actually, it's really interesting. This is the first time I would interpret it this way. Um, so your rising sign is much more interesting than just how people see you. It's also the problem you're here to solve. It is your soul's mission to solve the problem of what Gemini represents. <laughs> and so what, no, don't worry. So what that means is you're here to solve the problem of people probably using their voice because she's a communicator of people using their mind to express themselves. You're here to solve the problem of people expressing themselves. And the other thing that comes up for me is you're probably here to solve the problem of people using their minds, like really digging in, collecting the information to begin to use their minds and access their intellect. So it's interesting because this is the first time I actually see Gemini as like the initial teacher, right? Because when we look at signs, we also look at like some of the other signs. So for example, every sign collects information from the sign before it. So right before Gemini is Taurus, Taurus is kind of like slow and steady wins the race, very stable, very detail oriented, all about structures and comfort zones. And then yeah. Gemini comes in and is like, okay, we're going to like take this and we're going to collect information. But the opposite of Sagittarius, by the time you go through half the circle and you get to Sagittarius, Sagittarius has collected all this information and she's teaching, but she is like more representative of like PhD and master's level information. So I'm almost first time I'm even observing that it's possible that Gemini's are the elementary middle school and high school teachers right because you're helping people access yes yeah intellect yes makes sense and then use their voice for it right because that's the other thing it's not just like okay gather information but begin to like use your voice in that information 
Yes. Yeah. Share what you've learned. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Spill the tea. I, my joke for Gemini is always like, spill the tea, girl. Spill the tea. I want to oh know God. the details. Awesome. I'm going to have to use that expression when I'm trying to get the kids to talk. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so, so, so that's the, that's what you're here to do. So you're here to help solve the problem of people accessing their intellect, using their voices, and you're going to sprinkle in this Capricorn goal setting like capricorn's a goal setter so it you know you probably deal and so here's another thing it's interesting right because you're probably dealing with a lot of more taurus energy people are you know the people you're here to work with are probably so we have a kismet client so if you were for let's say you were to create your own business your kismet client the client you're here to work with is in the 12th house and the 12th house is mostly taurus with a little bit of gemini and so taurus is they take a really long time to make up their mind or to do something. They're like, Oh, I'll do it later. I don't want to don't, I don't like to be stretched out of their comfort zone. And I can't help but think that right now as a teacher, you probably children are not used to being stretched out of their comfort zones. They don't like it. They don't want to be pushed to do something they don't want to do. And so yeah. what do you do? You bring in that Capricorn ambition. You go, okay, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to break it down. This is how you're going to learn. And this is how you're going to be this person. This is how you're going to use your intellect. This is how you're going to share your knowledge. Beautiful. Okay. Now, yeah. now it's really also interesting because what I've loved about this methodology is we get to look at the moon in a new way, because typically people see the moon as our emotions and, you know, people get a little like, oh my God, um, emotions, people want, don't want to work with their emotions, right? And so mm -hmm. you, you actually have um, your moon in a very interesting place. You have your moon in Cancer. I don't know if you know that. No, I know nothing. <laughs> okay, great. So here's something really interesting. The moon is a natural ruler of cancer. So sometimes people be like, oh, that's so great because you have it where it's ruled. And in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're like the amplification. You are like emotions embodied because the moon as the natural ruler of cancer means that emotionally, when you are in your feelings, you probably feel everything very deeply your emotions are amplified compared to other people yes and so I, I, yeah go ahead tell me more no i'm definitely driven by my emotions um which is difficult in a marriage i think <laughs> <laughs> or in life because i whatever inspires me that's what i'm gonna go full throttle for and then i'm on to almost something new based on my emotions again and i don't necessarily I like I sometimes feel bad that I don't follow through or get as far as I want because I'm already on to my next emotional whatever you want to call it yeah, yeah I, I do consider myself a big empath like I feel everybody's pain you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah I'm so glad that you said that we're gonna get to that in a bit but so here's the interesting thing about what you just said you basically were like my my mood really influences me and it dictates and it also fluctuates now think about the moon the moon fluctuates phases every day and so that's when i see a moon in cancer i think about wow your your emotions probably fluctuate and so you get to give yourself some self-compassion because that's how your emotions are regulated because that's where your moon is but here's the beautiful thing about the moon the moon represents what we call she the moon backs up your mission so it's not just about, oh, you, this is how you emote. The moon in the life path astrology is what is going to support the mission to make sure it gets done. She is mm -hmm. not the mission, but if she's not taken care of, the mission won't go very far. 
-hmm. And so here are some things for you to learn about cancer since you're not familiar with cancer. Cancer is represented by the crab, right? And so the crab, when it's also, another thing that comes up for me is that when a cancer is in its emotional state, an actual crab is going to hide in the shell. So it's soft on the inside, but hard on the outside. So it's going to be like, mm, I'm going to, I'm going to hide in my protection to, to escape feeling the pain. But when she's backing up your mission, we're using her gifts and cancer's gifts. She's representative of the mother. And what is a mother? A mother is a nurturer. She's using her intuition. And in a lot of ways, a mother is like a low key community builder because she wouldn't be a mom if she didn't have children, her community that she leads in a lot of ways. She's a community builder. So for me, when I see the moon in cancer, what I think backs your mission is having your community. And I always tell my clients when I see that the moon in cancer, I think of like your communities are like your babies. So if you don't have that community, you can't teach people, you can't solve the problem of intellect. So it's really interesting because I'm starting to feel like, wow, maybe teaching really is very much aligned with you because you are nurturing, you mm -hmm. are taking care of these souls. This is like the community that you're creating um, and you're bringing that intellectual capacity to that community that you are a part of. Now, does that mean that that's the only thing you can ever do? Absolutely not. So if you were to venture out in a entrepreneurial sense, what comes up for me is I don't see you being a solopreneur where it's just you and one-on-one -on -one people. Like, it's like, no, there's going to be like a membership or there's going to be like a community building thing or like a group that meets every week. It's never like you, like your soul, your moon tells you if we don't have a community, then I can't do this and I'm not going to support you. You're absolutely on with that. Cause that's part of partially what I struggled with with this whole distance learning thing and mainly because we're not in each other's presence physically i don't see all of you i'm missing my like i'm, I'm missing their energy and being a, a science lab teacher the kids didn't have to come uh, i mean virtually like online you know so we would have these zoom things but it just seems so impersonal and science isn't really done experiments aren't really done in this format and kids didn't have to show up and it was just random and i was like i can't do this they asked me to teach summer school i was like i can't i can't mm. do this sorry i would i would be terrible at it it's not for me that and that is exactly right you know there are going to be signs that can do that there are signs like taurus might be able to and aries might be able to capricorn even might be able to but this like cancer and gemini combination would be like uh-uh i need my people i need my people here i need to i need to i need to be huddle my babies together so community is always going to support so this is what you need to remember whenever you feel like something's off like something doesn't feel right like something's not aligned you have to nurture the moon so you get to plug into your community your intuition that nurturing and then that she begins to support your mission again when you say she, you are referring to the moon? Correct. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful clarifying question. Yes, the moon. The moon is going to be like, okay, then I can take care of you because she's going to help back up the mission. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we have, so there, the, I, I joke that one interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I won't because I'll cry. So go ahead. Oh, no, please do. You're allowed to. 
I can't. <laughs> I will. I will when I when I when I can talk again. Okay, oh. sounds good. No worries. No worries. So this, I joke that there are kind of like four board of directors in your soul path, um, and then there are other big players. But then the fourth board of director is Mercury. So I'm sure you've seen the internet memes about Mercury retrograde. People freak oh. out a couple of times a year. Mercury, I said, is the ruling planet of Gemini, also the ruling planet of of Virgo, which we'll actually get to speak to in a little bit. But first, you have your Mercury in Capricorn. And when we work with Mercury in order to accomplish your soul's work of this, having people access to solve the problem of learning and intellect, um, we have to take care of Mercury because when we don't work with Mercury correctly, it makes us feel separate. It makes us feel like we're not connected to other people, the planet, the universe, like our bigger plan. It's separate. It creates separation because Mercury represents our intellect on the third dimension, but it represents our higher consciousness in the mm -hmm. fifth dimension. So when we actually transcend just the third dimensional intellect of Mercury and access a higher consciousness, then we get to do better. We actually get to really feel connected in all we do. And what creates separation in Mercury and Capricorn is control because Capricorn is the CEO. It wants what it wants when it wants, because it wants it. Cause it's like, you know, it's the boss. It's like, do it because I told you mm -hmm. instead of being in leadership. So in it, so we always, in, in, in this astrological talk, every sign has the positive or what we call the light aspects or the shadow aspects, which is what keeps it back. And so when you, like, I don't know if you have this experience, but sometimes you feel like you, like you, you, you feel like you can't get things done. You feel like you can't connect to others when you're trying to get them to do what you want rather than trying to show them the way as a leader on how it's done. Sure. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely happened. I mean, it's like in school, like, you know, they want me to lead certain things. And if I provide the resources and nobody participates, it can be very frustrating. But I guess what you're saying is if I, if that's all I've done, and I expect them to do it, but I didn't actually like properly lead them to it, like a, with leadership qualities, I just did it from a sense of control. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Like you have to, because leadership um, from an etymology perspective is going within to show others the way forward. Um, so it's, okay, how would I, how would this move me? So let me do this in a way that moves others and hopefully it inspires them to movement. And so it's, it's, it's not about like, well, they didn't do this. I'm so mad that they didn't do this. That's controlling. And that keeps you from moving your mission forward. Just put it down here. Sorry, excuse me one second. Don't worry, don't worry. Okay. So does that make sense? It does, yes. And um, I'm working on a project right now to present when I get back to school. So I think this is time, very timely. Yes. Awesome. The other thing that comes up for me is um, Capricorn. Uh, one of the things that keeps it also from feeling separate from what it's doing is Capricorn can be very fixated on status. Like, well, I'm going to be seen in a certain way. So I have to do it this way. Like let go of the need of status in the yeah. work. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Sure, sure. Awesome. Great. So that's kind of like your board of directors. Now I always, always, always talk to everyone about the North node because the North node. So here you are, you have this mission of solving the problem of people accessing their communication, their voice, their intellect. You sprinkle in your, 
Capricorn Sun Magic, and you have this community that's supporting it, but we all come in with a challenge. So in the spiritual talk, it's your soul came into a contract that when it came into this earth for this lifetime, you came in to say, well, if I don't work on this, I'm not going to really achieve this. So this is what I get to work on in this lifetime. Okay. And for you, it's really interesting. You have it. I don't know if you could see this little symbol right here. Yeah. It is. It, that's your North node. And the interesting thing is what can, can you see that there's a little zero on top of it? It's like literally on the line uh -huh. um, between Leo and Virgo, but it's Virgo. So oh. your North node is Virgo. Your challenge is Virgo. So I also want to share that when you have a North node, you also have a South node. So your gift or your South node is Pisces and your North node, the challenge is Virgo. And so let's talk a little bit about your gift. So when I think about Pisces, so first of all, Pisces is the very last sign of the Zodiac. You, you mentioned before about being an empath. Pisces represents like the ultimate empath of the Zodiac. Like you can walk into a room and you know what every single person's emotional state is like. That is the gift that you have. Mm. Yeah. Um, now the other gifts of Pisces is because it's so empathic and emotional. It's really, so here's an interesting thing. Most people don't know the Zodiac, uh, the Zodiac calendar starts with Aries and ends with Pisces. So when we start with Aries, it's the infant stage of life. And by the time we get to Pisces, it's like afterlife. It's like, like spiritual cosmic dimension, like being with source and God or whatever you want to call it. So it's very highly connected to spirituality, to the next dimension. And so gifts of Pisces are being creative, having imagination, like being in a, like knowing how to tap into dreams, being a hopeless romantic about things in life, um, getting along with everybody because it's gone through it all, right? It's, it no, by the time you get to Pisces, you've actually collected every single aspect and feature of every other sign. So people okay. without Pisces, placements they might not feel so like i understand what everyone's going through but you that's a gift you really can feel what everyone has gone through mm. that's amazing and, ah and this is fascinating what what about it well just how it, it really is kind of describing all the facets of me and i always thought if i had a girl i wanted her to be a born in Pisces so I could name her Pisces and my son is Leo because he is a Leo no way I love and my husband who is my challenge is my Virgo are you kidding this is so funny I love this so yeah and that and, um, and then about the Luna situation the moon situation um and how I forget everything you're saying so I'm glad this is recorded but you were talking about <sighs> something about tapping in and connecting. I forget what you said about the, the Muna. Uh, like I said, I'll have to go back. But my um, brother died in a car accident last year. And his little girl has been given to, well, we're fighting custody for her. And her name oh. is Luna. Oh, my God. I have chills. I know. So I know she's here to teach me a lot because she challenges me a lot. So, um Oh yeah. my gosh, I, ha I have chills. Amazing. Amazing. She is here to, I would say she's not here to necessarily challenge you. She's probably here to support your mission. Perfect. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what the that's what the moons does. La Luna is supporting your mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to get back really quick to this North Node. So you're really good at this empathy, feeling your feels, being really spiritually connected, whether you express it literally or not. My dad was a Pisces. He was once had Reiki done, and the people were like we've never met someone who was like so spiritually connected, even though he didn't believe in that stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's inherent in Piscean energy placement. Um, yeah. But your challenge is to be more Virgo like, which is so interesting. Cause you said your husband's like that. Another thing is I encourage you moving forward to read Virgo horoscopes. Because- <laughs> You're kidding. And do you identify with that? Um, I, I guess when I'm reading them, though, I normally read it and, and apply it to my husband. So I don't necessarily think of it for myself. Although sometimes when I read Capricorn, I'm like, yeah, I'm not that disciplined and I'm not that organized. I wish I was like they describe a Capricorn. I am very much identify with the work ethic, which is why being home and working from home hasn't been healthy for me, <laughs> mm-hmm. but because I'm a worker and I'm like, okay, do I need a new career? Do I need enough? You know, that's what I'm sitting here. Do I go get my real estate license? Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm where I read his and I don't, I can't say they always apply to me. I guess maybe the sensitivity of them. But. Well, the reason I ask that is because you actually have what we call a stellium in Virgo. You have multiple, you have four placements in Virgo. So you have a lot of concentration in your chart in Virgo, which means you actually express a lot of Virgo energy in your chart. And so there might be times where you actually are a little bit more Virgo in what's happening in the day than Capricorn because of that stellium. You have Jupiter, Mars, Saturn, and your North node there. But here's the interesting thing. You don't always identify with it probably because your challenge is in Virgo. So here you have these interesting placements, which we can get to in a bit, but your challenge is Virgo. Your challenge is maybe being self-sufficient, feeling empowered, feeling like organized, like I think feeling structured. Um, You know what I notice about Virgos? They're very confident. (laughs) And I think if there's anything I know I need to work on, that is my, that is my personal challenge is not necessarily giving up, giving a shit about what other people think type thing. You know, they're just very, they, they express themselves. I feel very um, quickly, easily. Yes, because they're so detail-oriented. They're so grounded and into the details, and um, they are intelligent. They're kind of like the executive producers of the Zodiac. They yeah. can, they're kind of like backscene, like backstage bosses. They, I'm trying to plug in my computer. I'm sorry. Don't worry. Moving don't so worry. much. I'm making you dizzy. No, 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 no. So they're like backstage bosses. They're really good yeah. at leadership. They just don't want to be in the front of the house like – maybe a Leo or a Capricorn or an Aries. Okay. Okay. They have a confidence because they have collected that Gemini information. They have that cancer intuition. They know a lot. They've actually started collecting. They they know a lot. They They can see the detail. They're so detailed. They're so analytical. Um, And so that's why they can express with confidence. Um, And, and here's an interesting also, here's some other archetypes for Virgo. It's health. Virgo is the healer. Um, uh-huh. Virgo is represents health and wellness um, in the third dimension. And she also represents being of service. So um, those are a lot of the different things that Virgo can represent. And I'm curious to hear 
which do you like self-sufficiency, responsibility, structure, health and wellness service? What do you think is the biggest struggle that you're experiencing when it comes to stepping into your Virgo North node? I think it's committing to these things mm. because I constantly, again, the re I constantly research health. I am um, in wellness. You know, I, I try to be, eat nutritiously and cook nutritiously and I've done vegan and la la la. Um, but it's just, I don't stick to it. Yeah. I yeah. I don't, I don't work out like I'm supposed to. I know that it's, not only good for your physical fitness, for your mental state to preserve, you know, osteoporosis. Like I know the long term, <laughs> the short term, and the in between benefits of it, and I know what to do. Mm -hmm. I just don't do it. Yeah, it's so interesting that you say that because I do feel like that is a gift of Virgo, and and most Earth signs. It's being rooted, having your feet in the earth and just doing the work and being in the structures and being in the routines. Like Virgo may not like that she doesn't, that she has to cut sugar from her diet, but she'll do it because she knows that that's a responsible thing for her wellness. Virgo might not like to have to wake up early, but she knows that's a responsible thing that she needs to get to work done. So there's a sense of like commitment routines and, mm -hmm. and groundedness. Um, that that Virgo um, does bring so you get to work on that that the more you you work into that and you embrace that and you challenge so I, I kind of I like think about it, it's like a personal challenge your personal challenge is to embody all of these Virgo archetypes because guess what the more you do that the more you'll be able to solve the problem of people accessing their intellect because think about it Gemini is, is the intellectual. She has all this information. What did you just tell me? I have all this information. I have all this information, but it's information without practice doesn't go anywhere. And so really when you get to lean into that Virgo, like discipline and responsibility, and you actually put that intellect into play, you will actually be a model. You will be a mirror for the person you're here to teach because you could be like, I've been there. I know how hard it is to right. take this information and do something with it. Yeah. I have a big responsibility. I know I need to get to it already. And it's okay. And this is where you get to give yourself self-compassion. This is why I'm also a self-compassion coach. And I say, now that you know, it's been in your chart, you don't have to beat yourself up. You were born this way. You're designed to have to work through this. Yeah. So now you get to work on it and you don't get to like beat yourself up for it. Now it's also interesting because you said the commitment piece we, you have, we, we all have a placement called Chiron. Chiron is the wounded healer. It's what we can do for others that we don't do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you have Chiron and Taurus actually uh, Chiron's like a generational thing. It spans like about a six years, except for like, like a period where it goes retrograde. So I also have this placement, but it's interesting because Taurus represents a couple of things. It represents comfort zones. It represents luxury. It represents material wealth and money. It also represents commitment because Taurus does not like to make a decision. It does not like to be pushed into thinking things or doing things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a sense of like your wound is like, I like, Kind of like you pro you probably help others into accessing wealth and probably raises and feeling comfortable about their worth and showing people what luxury looks like but you don't feel like you deserve that you don't feel like you can access that you don't feel like you can make the commitments that you get other people to 
because that's the wound that our generation carries. Mm. And so the more you step into that Virgo energy, you really can begin to dissolve that wound and play into what you're here to do. And then I'm also, I'm like what I really love. It's interesting because I, I, to be honest with you, I actually have similar placements. I have the North Node, Jupiter and Saturn also in Virgo. Um, so Jupiter is the sign of what makes us lucky and optimistic. It brings us good luck. You have it in Virgo. So I, I would almost offer you that the, not only will you be able to create your, like really fulfill your soul's purpose more quickly by accessing that Virgo energy. But I wouldn't be surprised if you really begin to see big opportunities come to you from that because Jupiter is there right, in, right near your North node. And then you have Saturn in Virgo, but in a different house. So the houses represent different themes. So you have um, your North node and, and Jupiter and Mars in Virgo in the fourth house. The fourth house is cancer energy, which is that community and intuition and family. So there's a sense of like, you, you probably will find more, more opportunities of where you're uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe you get another tribe that you belong to. Maybe you look, find some back organize you create a new organization for teachers doing what you do, or I don't know, some, there's, there's going to be some expansion and really amazing opportunity that happens to you every time you grow into that Virgo North node and it's going to fire you up. It's going to get you really excited because Mars is in the same placement too. So Mars mm -hmm. and Jupiter are like, yes, come on, do this Virgo North node because we, we're like, we want this to happen. And so that should be an inspiration for you that that's going to really like, ju like Jupiter and Mars in a placement is like, whoo, so, so good. It's so juicy. It's such good vibes. Um, so now the biggest planet and the hottest planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Science person. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Um, and then Saturn is the father figure of the Zodiac. You have him in Virgo in the fifth house. Fifth house is Leo energy. It's all about creativity and performance. So I would dare say that um, it's also your leadership style. So your leadership style is very grounded. You're very you're very earth. You're very, you're probably really good with the details when you're in your leadership. Like I'm, you're going to cross all your T's and dot all your I's. Um, but Saturn is going to make sure that you remind yourself that you bring in creativity in that fifth house and that you are of service. Um, I feel like Virgo is here to be of service. And sometimes we forget um, when we're, when we're doing leadershipy things that we're here for others and not ourselves. Mm. And so that, that should be like kind of, in my opinion, what Saturn might want to tell you, like, this isn't about you. Um, and it's, and also, it's also to let go of perfection. Like it doesn't have to be perfect for it to get done okay. or for it to be delivered. Because once again, it's not about you. It's about the service this work will provide. That's all I got. So I'm curious to hear, did the support, the feeling of what's next, what, 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 what's possible in your world? Um, yeah, I think stay kind of on my traje trajectory mm -hmm. uh, and be open to what might, what will present itself and what's coming next and to step more into Virgo and something you said earlier about getting to the third level of consciousness that if I don't tap into that, this, I'm going to be stuck. Mm -hmm. So 
And I know I've been trying to get back to, you know, my yoga and my meditation and I never feel better and I never feel more clear and more alive and more love and, and, you know, so it's just, that's where I need to, to go and spend my energy. And I feel like once I do that, keep working on my projects, figure out how to present them in a leadership way. And, um, yeah, see what happens. And and I just wanted to comment that I love that that's what you're doing to calm down that Mercury and Capricorn because Capricorn's Earth. And every time I think of any of the Earth signs, I think of a twig. And when things are difficult, a twig will break. Um, and so yoga, these more flowy experiences kind of lighten up that stiffness of yeah. an Earth sign yeah. and allow it to flow. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for booking this. I can't wait to see how you, you know, really lean into your North Node. Yes, I will take this all in and continue to kind of research this because it makes sense for me. Awesome. Um, yeah, this is a cool, cool experience.